Welcome to the Stories Told Podcast. This is Episode 17, Farewell, Willow. This is the Stories Told Podcast. Two authors talking about stories in movies, TV, and of course, books. I'm Michael Grayford. I write action-adventure stories in fantasy and sci-fi worlds sometimes for younger readers and sometimes for adults. And I try to always inject at least a little bit of humor. And I am author E.W. Barnes, and I write action-adventure time travel novels and space opera science fiction. Thousands of years, thousands of worlds. But be forewarned, beyond here, there will be spoilers. Are you ready for the adventure? Let's begin. And welcome back to the Stories Told podcast, where today Mike and I are going to talk about Willow, which we unfortunately have to say farewell to because it has indeed been pulled from Disney Plus. Sadness. Yes. And I was thinking, I don't know how we want to do this. We had decided that we were going to essentially talk about the rest of the series sort of from a, a higher level perspective than we were looking at the individual episodes. We've got, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six episodes remaining in the series. And so I, I, what, what do you think about that, Mike? What do you think about just sort of talking sort of from the 30,000 foot level about the overarching um, thoughts for the series rather than looking at individual episodes? Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Um... To be fair, because we won't be able to rewatch the episodes now, so it's probably better to just look at it from a higher level. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna I'm sure mention things that are in different episodes because you know there's there's moments where you're gonna talk about, but uh, yeah. yeah, from a higher view, I think works better. All right, awesome. Well, then we will do that. But first, how are things going with your writing? What have you been working on this week? Uh, what have I been working on? I'm Doing some cover design mock-up for first Zara story, and I'm still writing Zara two. I did a couple chapters this week, uh, less than I had hoped for, but at least it's moving forward. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I think. How about you? I have completed another chapter, which I uploaded to um, my Patreon page. It's for the second book um, in the Adventures of the Imperian Guard series. The book is called Ecliptic, and it is available to read in draft form for patrons of the Imperian Guard. Um, so if people want to read it, they can sign up for uh, to support my work on Patreon and read it there. So I got another chapter there uploaded. I haven't done any work on that short story, so I need to sit down and do some work on that here soon. But that's uh, I've, I wanted to make sure I got a chapter up on Patreon. So that's what the focus has been this week. Great. And have you encountered any great stories, you know, that you have consumed recently, watched or read or anything? You know, I'm in the middle of doing a beta read, a friend of mine on a middle grade horror story, which is actually really fun. <laughs> uh, it's not out so, yet, so no one else can read it at this point, but I'm enjoying it. Fantastic. 
And I am reading the third, now I'm reading the third book in the Stormlight Archive, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. I broke down and ordered the next book. So I'm reading it very slowly because I want to, again, savor it. But it's just a such a lovely doorstop of a book. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. Like, just saw that he's uh, that he's fifty percent of the way through whatever the latest one is, book five or book six. I'm not sure. I think it's five. <laughs> so, and again, still enjoying it. Uh, I, I love the detail. I love the world that's been created. Uh, the characters are good. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying this read. Excellent. Yeah, I look forward to to uh, reading it. I'll probably just wait until the series is done. <laughs> I hate catching up and then waiting for the next book. Yeah. I can't say that I blame you, and that's why I'm reading it slowly. But, you know, again, he says he doesn't expect book five to be out for another year. I don't think I can read that slowly. <laughs> so <true>. I'm <laughs> I'll probably get through book four by the end of the summer at the latest, yeah. and then I'll have to wait eight months. So. <laughs> oh, well. All right. So let's talk about the rest of Willow and not being sure how we want to do this. Why don't we do this? What are the things that stood out for you as good as you watched the rest of the series? Sure. Uh, the first time. Give a, a summary of the rest of the series, like a hot, very high level view, or do you want to just right into discussing it? I, I don't know. What do you think we should do? What do you think people would appreciate the most? I think you kind of broke my my rhythm because I was expecting a summary. So now I have to actually think. Um, <laughs> we can just talk about it. That's fine. Uh, people can people um, can look up the summary, I guess, if they want to as well. We can do a summary. Can do a summary. They had ventures. They get to the immemorial city. Isn't that what it's called? Immemorial yeah, city? Yeah, immemorial, I think. They have a battle with the crone. They win. But the story isn't over yet because they still have to deal with the worm. Right. So the worm, so, the worm is kind of behind all of the badness, right? Yeah. We've been sort of learning over the course of the story. We touched upon it, I think, in the last the last discussion. Like, what is the what is the hierarchy here? Who's the crone? Where did she come from? How does it relate to the worm? So we kind of learned that over the rest of the series. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they ended the series in such a way that the story was finished, but that they could jump into a new story. Yes. So, do you think there's any more details that we should include in a summary of the rest of the series? I think that's good. We'll probably hit on some more stuff as we talk about it. I agree. I agree. I'll say at a, at a high level, one of the things I liked is that they expanded the world and the mythology of the Willow universe. Yes. So like the movie was like a one-off thing, and it's like, oh, there's Willow versus the evil witch, kind of, right? That was pretty much it. Now we learned that the evil witch was just sort of a pawn or a player uh, on the dark side of things, um, with the crone being sort of the one above her, and then the crone being some kind of, uh, I don't know, not a, not a manifestation, but another pawn, I guess, of the worm. The, the worm seems yeah. to be like this evil force, whereas Alora Dannon is sort of like a, a representative of the good force, who, like you mentioned last time, seems to be uh, like a some kind of entity that will be reborn when she dies. So yeah. evil force is trying to lock her away 
<laughs> rather than kill her and risk, oh, she's going to be born again, just seal her off somewhere, lock her in a vault, <laughs> and then you won't have to deal with this, comp- or this uh, conflict every time the bad guys can just do what they want to do. Is that, yeah. Am I getting that right? I think so, yeah. I, yeah, that's, that was the way I understand okay. it as well. So I like that. I like that they're expanding the world. Um, though it, it does sound a bit like you know, with Alora Dannon coming back and there's like this dark force and the good force, it sounds a little bit like Star Wars again. <laughs> like she's, she's bringing balance back to the force <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Um, it was just kind of funny when you realize what's going on. And so it's sort of like there's Darth Vader and then there's the Emperor. And it's like the Emperor's representative of the Sith. You know, and here's the worm. It's it just a lot of parallels there. I like the fact that the world yes, opened up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a few other I things agree. that I like. But why don't I, I, I switch to you? What, 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 what is one thing that you liked? I was, I had the, that was my first note was the fantasy elements and the creativity throughout the opening up of the world, I think is a really great way of saying it. And the things in the world that we saw, I thought were really fun. You know, I, the, I love the, the, what was it called? The Shattered yes. Sea. What a creative thing. And, you know, we went, we, we, we went back to Nokmar. So we got to see Bab Morda's castle again. We were in forests and got to see, you know, characters that lived in the forests. We got to see what was essentially like the caves of the orcs, you know, yeah. it's like Moria. And they, they, but they were all they weren't didn't seem to be like knockoffs of other fantasy stories. They seemed unique and creative to this world. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think we touched on this. Early on, like in episode one or two, maybe it wasn't that long ago, but <laughs> when we were first discussing, um, was exactly that point. The fact that they sort of expanded the fantasy elements of the universe. Because Willow, I think when we talked about the movie, it seemed fairly straightforward, right? And one of the complaints I guess I had about it, or one of the things I thought they could improve was having more creativity, right? When you compare it to something like Star Wars, didn't have a lot in the movie. It was sort of a traditional, simple fantasy fairy tale type story. You're right. Th- this series has a lot of new elements, and I thought they were fun. I thought they fit into the world for the most part. Um, yeah, I agree. I-, I really like that as well. I also yeah. liked the yeah, I agree. return of Mad Mardigan, <laughs> as, as, as such as it was. Obviously, we didn't get much there. You know, it was only his voice speaking. Um, but it was neat to see. Okay, he's still alive, presumably, <laughs> or or she's imagining. You know, yeah. his daughter is imagining things. Uh, but I, I think he's still alive somewhere. Right? He's trapped in some place or dimension. We don't really understand uh, at this point. At least from what I remember, they don't explain it fully. Um, it was good. It was good. To see. It sounded just like him. Surprised. Uh, I guess it was played yeah. by his son. Yeah, I think so because I oh, saw his son was credited for that role, so he must have. Okay. He maybe very much sounds like him, okay. or they did some, you know, modification to his voice or something. But it, I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, I thought maybe they used a similar technology as to what they used in um, right, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. That yeah, that's kind of what I thought. But if you're seeing, if you saw his son credited, then then that that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Of those two things, and maybe. They- 
Yeah, exactly. Used his son as the base and then uh, modified uh, it slightly. If this, if this had moved forward or if it does move forward, um, I wouldn't mind if you had like his son playing the character, like whatever realm he got stuck in, he didn't age. Like now his son takes up that role. Right. I don't know. I don't know how, if his son's an actor or how, how much he's done. Um, but, you know, it might be interesting. I did hear that. I didn't hear. I saw something where Ron Howard said they might be interested in doing another movie to kind of wrap the story up. That would be cool. I, I don't interesting. Know the okay, practicality or likelihood of that. Anyway, what, what's right. something else that you liked? You know, I also really liked how um, Elora Dannon's power developed throughout the entire series. She went from "I just make muffins" to finding her power and then completely not knowing how to control it, which makes sense. And then she started to really come into her own with it. And I really enjoyed that. You got a, a, a got to see sort of like a, get an idea of how powerful she really could be given the time. Yeah, that's true. You just see a blip of it really. And yeah. When... Yeah. I mean, if she had time to continue to develop that, you know, another, another season, to really come into her own with her power, she could be really a great, interesting character with That's that true, power because, and how she uses you know, it. Obviously, where this would go next is battle against the worm or whatever, you know, the, the next higher level minion of that thing is. Um, and she would need to be more powerful, most likely. That could be a good showdown yeah. again. And I also really liked the power that Graydon was developing, sort of not like magical power but just sort of coming into his own of what he brings of value to the table i agree you know he he had a good arc both alora and Graydon had really interesting like arcs. character a lot toward the end how about uh, you what, what other things a, did you enjoy let's see from characters i liked the christian slater character well, yeah <laughs> Although, that was where i was again going i will next. say it's like oh here's a here's a mad martigan type character again I feel like they keep going back to that. <laughs> yes, yes. But it, but it was fun. I always like Christian Slater. Always plays quirky roles. Yeah, yeah. The performance yeah, I thought great. was outstanding. In in addition to where Graydon's character was going, I also like they're giving us more background for him, like what happened in his past, and there was like some darkness going on there, which I don't think they were fully explained in in this series, where it's like he, uh, yeah killed his brother but it was like some kind of possession or something i don't know i don't i don't remember if they fully explained that or yeah. if it was just like a hint as to okay there's something that's been latched onto this guy for all this time that's how it yeah. came across to me too he had been possessed by evil and then that evil made him kill his brother yeah. and then he had to live with that yeah, it added some depth because when we first see him it's just like okay it's just kind of this quiet guy <laughs> who's not really interested in yeah Little nerdy. Not the charismatic, charming type. He's not really interested in adventure or anything. And we get a little bit more about, okay, there's more to this guy. He kind of grows into his role. Also, like the. uh, Yeah, I agree. The uh, the mud creature that pulled them across the shattered sea. Yes. And and the relationship he had with this creature that added more depth to him as well. Fun idea. Yeah. And and get to see him connect with someone, something. Um, yeah. All right. What, what, what else? Something. So, uh, you know, that was, that was pretty much it. You know, there were 
bubbles of fun in what, unfortunately for me, as the series progressed, sort of became <laughs> a bit say, of a slog. I, have, I think I have more on my what they could improve list than what I liked list. Yeah. And, and for me, uh, from, you know, that high level evaluation, the problem with the story, with the whole sort of first season, I think rests again on not knowing what to do with the characters. Because while Alora and Graydon had interesting arcs, no one else yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, this was this was the last note that I had written. You you see this exemplified, the climax of this of the season. I didn't really dig, and it's because of that. Right, usually in a story, well, certainly in a hero's journey type story, character you know in that in pivotal moments in the climax shows that they've learned something as a result of their journey, and that's the thing that helps them win, right? They overcome, overcome a flaw or a weakness or some lie right. that they're telling themselves. They get to see how they've grown past that and applied the lesson they've learned and they've internalized it. And I didn't see that here at all. It was just, okay, we have this battle, and they win. Exactly. You know, and I wrote down, exactly. I liked it, but it wasn't earned. Yeah. Over and over again. That's what I wrote, you know, the battle, with, you know, all these things that happened. I like these scenes. I like this battle. I liked what was going I on, but like it the wasn't. Writers had cool earned. ideas for settings we and offense and magic and the, the world stuff that they added. They didn't, they didn't develop it with the characters in mind. The characters just kind of went through these different things and those things yeah. didn't necessarily challenge them or change them. And they had these kind of almost fake conflicts between characters that, again, for the most part, didn't push them somewhere. Right. And their adventures didn't yeah, really feel, push them, like, except for Allure and Graydon. Like the character who we're getting invested in, and we see that he's growing and changing and stepping up, and then they banish him to some other realm. And it was kind of weird because they they, they had already poisoned him, right, with whatever the evil was that he got stabbed or I forget what it was, but he, he started having the same you know, transformation into the, to evil when he got injured. Right. And they, they do whatever they need to do the exorcism type thing. And they, they rescue him from that. And then he's just banished at the end. So it made that whole rescue of him seem kind of pointless. Go through all this. Okay. We got the character back and then now he's gone. I have yeah, that written through my notes too. What's the, the point? What's the point? Pointless. What's the point? <laughs> Anytime stories do that, it just it's yeah. very frustrating. It's like, oh, we go through all this and then it didn't matter because now they're back in the same position. It's a shame. Um to me, I I started I wrote a little note here and said it called it a comedy of stupid because they're not learning from any of their experiences and they keep making Yeah unsmart decisions yes. <laughs> i don't know if that's a word i just made it up it's a word now. yeah some of the characters you know i, I, just... I mean i just never really <clears throat> grasped onto particular kit and eric uh i think for me i felt they their casting wasn't and their direction wasn't that good i just seemed to yeah. stick out in this story as like not fitting in with everything else though i will say this i, <laughs> yeah, I actually liked eric that. when he became evil he, I actually thought, okay, this is interesting. And then he became, that added a realistic and and 
real stakes conflict to the story when evil Eric yeah. confronts his sister and his girlfriend. That was that was interesting. I was like, okay, watch, how's this uh, gonna go? And then it it was resolved so easily. It's like it's you ever watch pitch meeting? It's his YouTube. It's it's this guy. He does, I think his name is no. Ryan George. He does uh does these fake pitch meetings about movies and TV shows where he's he's a writer pitching his idea to a producer, right? And he plays both parts. And he's always like pointing out the silly things that are in the story. And one of his re repeating bits is he'll talk about how these characters are going to get in this like really, really dangerous situation. And it's going to be awful. And the producer guy says, well, that sounds horrible. It must be really hard for them to get out of that situation. And he says, no, it's super easy. Barely an inconvenience. And that's, that's exactly what I thought of here. It's like, uh, uh, that was easy. We're done. We're yeah. out of that situation. Yeah, I felt that a couple of times through the story. It was like, this is gonna be tough. Like, nah, right. barely an exactly. inconvenience. A couple of things I would have liked to have seen is they resolved the problem with Valentine, who yes. was Jade's sort of mentor, who was infected with the evil. They and and they resolved his danger really early on in the story. I think it was the third that episode, right. right? I think it was the Battle of the Slaughtered Lamb, and they were having he, he caught up with them, and. They had to fight it out, sword fighting, which was cool. It was fun to watch. And then he lost and he asked Jade to kill him. And I, that again, would, I think could have been something that ha happened at the end where he's following them. He's, you know, he's on their, their heels. He's part of the danger that they're trying to escape running across the shattered sea with Valentine at their heels, not far, you know, all of their decisions are based on the fact that they're, they're being pursued. And then the battle at the end could have been, you know, Valentine and Jade battling it out then, you and know, then having the noble sacrifice I, that I was had a painful. Along these lines as well, which was when you when you see that moment right where she has to kill him, and she's really upset afterwards, right? She's sobbing. She's you know it's obviously had a huge impact to her. To me, from a writing perspective, that was telling and not showing because. We never saw any background between these characters. We had no understanding of their attachment. We had so therefore when it happened, we didn't really feel anything other than sort of a superficial sense of, oh, this is awful because that's what they told us to feel. You know what I mean? They had if we had seen some more of that throughout, like she's trying to yeah. convince him to change and you know, remember when we chained together something, right? Done some flashbacks. If they had earned that moment, it would have been so much more powerful. You're right. If, if they had given us more time with that, they could have done that. Even at the very least, conversations while they're running about what can we expect from Valentine? Well, when we were training, he taught us X, Y, and Z. So we should be look, on the lookout for these tactics. Uh, and that would have given us that background and that level of understanding with her. And you, she could have conveyed with, because she's a really good actress. She, the actress who played Jade is a really good actress. She could have played, conveyed the pain of having to look at him as an enemy and you know that could have been done and then we would have had again would have earned that emotional catastrophe at the end when she had to mercy kill him so there, there just it was just stuff like that there was, which there's a good idea they had there but yeah, just didn't execute well and then there was a scene that one of the scenes that i actually found very frustrating and difficult was when 
Alora escaped from Ballantine and went into the forest and found the woodcutters. Yeah. And then so they is, were promptly is, okay, so murdered. The woodcutter characters thought they were cool and it was like, oh, these badass women are going to, you know, help her out. It's going to be great. And then again, it was like, nah, they're dead. <laughs> and we moved on. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. Exactly. And, and that's the exact question I was asking. How does this move this story forward? Because if it's supposed to show you that exactly. they're going to kill anyone to get to Alora, we already know that. We knew that when the Gales came into the castle and killed people to get Eric. We knew that when Ballantine made evil, eviled, be eviled, be eviled all his guys that came with him to find Alora Dannon. We, we already know this, so we don't need to see people brutally murdered to prove that these guys are dangerous. It, it, was, it, it stood out for me as uh, such. I didn't get that. It was just, I just thought it was terrible. It was a, it was a weird scene, too, when it started. It was like, what is she, is this, it felt like some Ansel and Gretel fairy tale thing <laughs> at the start. I was like, what's going on here? Are these people evil? What is this? These two people yeah. living out in the woods somewhere. It was really weird. And you're like, okay, they seem pretty cool. They're standing up. They're going to help her. This is going to be great. Yeah. And then, no, <laughs> that was it. Once again, if they had added these people to the journey and they came along because of their allegiance to Alora Dan and the Empress, and then they died later on defending her, we would have had, again, the investment in them. And that would have made, you know, again, raising the stakes because we had been yeah, invested yeah. in them. I we mean, barely got a chance to be invested in them before they were just killed. The one who was more of the fighter, right? If she had actually, like, fended, them, fended off some bad guys or taken one of them out over the course of that journey, like, oh, you know, you, you grow more attached to that character. Then when she dies, it means something. It was a very strange. And I, and I have to say, I kind of feel the same way about um, the Allagash character. Just later, yeah. Great performance. Loved him. I loved the performance with Hubert and Anne. They were great characters. So dynamic. So alive. But what was the point? And I kind of felt the same way with Allagash. Yeah. It very great performance. Like great character. There were, there were and two gone. different types of writers in this series where you had the one sort of really old-fashioned... TV series writer from back in the day where every episode was just its own story and that was it. And then you had the other like more modern writers where it's like it's a continuing narrative across the series. It seemed like there was competition, right? So you have these characters who come in for one episode and then they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> what, why? <laughs> a really astute observation because I did not pick that up. But now that you've said that, you're that's exactly right. It's sort of like this weird mishmash of arc storytelling versus what i call ship in the bottle episodes that's you're right yeah i don't know it started to work less and less i think it was it was and it has such for such an auspicious beginning (laughs) Uh, every every episode i watched i was sort of like oh it's getting worse and worse so what uh kit went through in the series like how did she change (laughs) i guess she accepted Alora. That was it. That that was it. I hate you because you're better than me, and you're you're you know you're now the more more important than me. And okay, I'll I'll that work with you. More like just getting used to someone than like changing something yeah. core to who you are that like helps. At the end. I don't know. 
I think they tried to do a little bit of, you know, uh, my father left me for because of you and, yeah. you know, my I father mean, liked you setup. more than me because you're more, you know, but it just fell just flat for her. She's the princess. She's like one of the main characters. She, the show yeah. started off with her, the very first scene. She was going to get married. And then this is, that's all we got. <laughs> Actually, I pulled up an image for, to put up on YouTube when we publish this podcast. Just, that is of sort of the Willow poster that they produced. Next to Willow himself, she's the largest character. Yeah. And she's in the forefront. And they did nothing with uh, her. Looking back, there's also a few things that I, I, I wanted some understanding of. I mean, these are smaller issues. Um, but they kind of, it goes back to world building, I guess. Introduce certain elements. And I felt like they were just there to be cool. I didn't understand why. The, like the four different you know, twisted humans that come after them, right? In the first yes. episode. And you see them throughout. It's like, what were those things? Like, why, why were there four different ones? Did they, like, combine together to be some ultimate power? Like, we just, no, nah, we just wanted these four weird creatures to attack them. Made a note of that as well. They were like the cuirass. That, right. It's just such sort of like a, such a throwaway story until the end. And then, okay, we could use it for the battle. And, yeah. like, the things happening in Nakmar, they were, all felt so throwaway. And, you know, barely tied back to, again, like I said, it wasn't really earned. If we had gotten, again, sort of building on all these interesting things so that at the end it all comes together like a really cool puzzle. And they're like, oh, okay. That's that's very satisfying as a consumer of stories to have the puzzle pieces Mm. fall into place. Yeah, there was a lot of potential here and promise. Um, And that just unfortunately didn't happen here. But, yeah, could have been better. So any other thoughts? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, and I, and I guess uh, could have been better? Is that going to be your final assessment of Willow? <laughs> I would say I still liked it more than not. Um, but that's probably just because, in, you know, it's in the Willow universe and it's fantasy. You know, like that's and there's enough cool little things in there that would make me continue watching it. At least for a bit. Um, but it doesn't, if I'm more objective about it, I don't think it's earned. I'd probably give it a six overall. Um, but that's a positive bias. See where it goes. I think they did some, some cool character setup, even though they didn't deliver it. I'm hoping that's because there was more to come and they had planned for, uh, planned for additional growth and things like that. Um, and just to see what other cool things they put in the world. But it wouldn't be super enthusiastic. I wouldn't be pushing this, you know, for other people to watch. It's probably why it's been removed from Disney+. Plus. Maybe. Well, or maybe, you? like where, where we talked about, it? they're trying to generate interest. I would give it a five. And I would also continue to watch it. But it would be different. I I would be very sort of lukewarm i would be like okay i'll watch it but if i'm like watching strange new worlds on paramount plus i'm gonna watch that first there's a lot of other things i'd I'd rather see and then after i watch that i'll watch willow and probably for me it bounced around up and down a little bit and at the end the reason i rated a six is because of that it's like i would i would watch it more i would i would watch it again not again but i would watch a new season of it because i have a 
slight positivity toward it. And admittedly, it's probably just because it's a decent fantasy world. <laughs> we want to see more of it. That's about it. Yeah. This was another thing. Um, I think Willow. We like Willow. The. Character, I like Willow. Right? You had a good actor there. I think Warwick Davis did a good job bringing him back to the screen. Um, and some of the other characters, I think, did really well. Then you've got Kit and Eric and even Alora Dannon. They were, like, to me, adequate. <laughs> I think I think Alora in particular, they needed a an actor with more charisma and more presence to really sell that this is someone very special. She was just a competent actress. She was she was fine. But it wasn't yeah. like, oh this person's this person is the one, right? <laughs> this is the Neo, you know? And have that. Yeah, I think so that's what's it. coming up next. What's coming up next? Well, we are going to leave the realm of fantasy and enter the realm of science fiction. Yes, I'm okay. really excited about getting back into the Stargate world. Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, pretty much. Um, so we'll be discussing an episode from the first season. I don't know that it's my favorite episode. You might have already covered that. <laughs> but it's been a while since I've seen uh, any, of the, any of the series at all. So... This is this is one that stood out for me as one of the better episodes. So hopefully, we'll see. We'll 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 talk about it next time. We thank everyone for once again joining us for this episode of the Stories Told podcast. Uh, the link to Michael's website is in the show notes below, as well as my website and uh, the audiobooks that are available on this YouTube channel. And as always, we very much appreciate everyone who likes and subscribes and clicks the notification bell. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you, Mike. Talk to you soon. Bye.